There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Round 18 of the NRL begins, and it's JT with a familiar face or familiar voice, I guess. It's Lakey. He's back in the chair. How you going, buddy? Uh, I'm trying to be happy, mate, but it's depressing being back from Europe, unfortunately. But uh, no, it's good to be back and talking to your fine voice. Regular Tuesday <laughs> sessions back in order. I actually missed it last week in the wash-up of Origin, the post-hangover for that one that also claimed Cam Munster, so I'm in uh, lucid company. But no, uh, no podcast last week, so good to have you back in country. Uh, a highlight of the uh, we had a Bucks weekend, or I guess yeah, a couple of weeks over there. Highlight. Wedding week with the Bucks tonight, and so it was just good. We went over there, and I just cruised around and explored Portugal as much as I could, and met some cool people, and and spent a couple of weeks just having a ball. So I couldn't really pick out one particular instance. It, you know, every bit was amazing. One of my last Uber drivers actually, you know, they've all got a second job. He handed me his real estate card and. I thought right. this, is, this is tempting. Maybe I'll strap in from over here. Oh, well, geez, an international, intercontinental podcast. We wouldn't have many listeners in Portugal, I can imagine, but hopefully you spread the gospel of Supercoach, although I do hear that you probably weren't as active over there. I feel like, uh, you, did you say someone else uh, also familiar was managing your team? Yes, yes, handed the reins off to old uh, website favorite joe fitz so he uh helped me out while i was over there because as i say i'd be waking up in you know nine o'clock eight o'clock in the morning and the game's already halfway done for the afternoon so uh there was no chance i was getting up for styles reports and trying to figure out who was and wasn't playing so i just went screw it i'm on holiday someone else can deal with my rubbish team for a couple of weeks well, he did get you an eleven sixty six last week. Just having a quick look now. So, I mean, it's not the worst. There's a few uh, uh, three digits in that copes. Having a look at him in our young legends league. But how about shout out? Unfortunately, Serge has fallen uh, a little bit. He's still five hundred forty fourth, which is huge. But how's Nick's boys Kirker site founder? He is absolutely flying three hundred and eighth. I can't believe Jesus. it. I it, cannot. It's a Kirk up. The Kirk Cup format goes hard. I think he's had his three best years since walking away and not paying any attention to the game whatsoever. He's killing it. But he was even posting stuff and throwing stuff into the chat uh, yeah. overseas as well on a like, getaway. So, I don't know, he's, oh, he's yeah. kept the app open. So, he's absolutely flying. I don't know how many trades he's using, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, he's 12.41 last week. So, he's uh, yeah in the very much the business end. Normally, um, like the Broncos, tends to fade away a little bit. So, hopefully, keeps up the, um, the strategy of not trying too hard. But uh, how's Stasi as well, mate? We're in pretty good company here. Styles, the turnstiles, has got a 601 ranking. That's pretty Jeez, huge. Jesus. Mate, yeah, we've got to get these people back on the pod who know what they're talking about. You and me are the anchors of this website. 
Mate, I'm flying in 7,008. Oh, you're killing me. And climbing <laughs> rapidly. There's just, uh, yeah, all the captaincy stuff's been going well. I've been picking the right reserves. Haven't had any really shit players in the side, although um, Darby Mawale resurrecting himself last week was pretty disastrous. But I shouldn't be talking to you about last week because you probably weren't across at all and you're still on uh, jet lag time. So how about we focus on round 18? And you, uh, on record time, got the Teamless Tuesday news out. We'll go through that later in the pod. We'll go through the ins and outs as we normally do with trades. A lot to talk about in there. Some guys, popular uh, trade outs this round. And then, of course, we've got bye week next week. So it's a pretty tricky a uh, little stretch here, and then captain's vices to close out. Just a quick one on on how your team is going in terms of trades. Where are you sitting? Uh, I think I got twelve before this week, um, yep. so it's not too bad. But I mean, I'm just quickly running out. Yeah, well, we've got ten or so rounds to go, uh, all the way to round twenty-seven, where we know that's pretty a decent chance of people getting rested. Um, so, I mean, having that sort of one per week from now on is not probably that bad. And I think if you're like me, have you got a lot of players that you're kind of umming and ahhing about picking in and out of your side each week? Like who do you put the last R on and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a good solid 18, 19 um, players, but there's one or two guys I've still got my eye on just to try to finish off the team um, before I start, you know, saving some trades and and, and looking towards that end run home um, and then possibly, you know, trading out guns for matchups and whatnot if I've got the trades up my sleeve. But, yeah, a couple of guys still on the peripherals, but um, I don't know. Just screw it. I'm that far down. I may as well just throw the trades into the wind and see what happens. Love it. Let ChatGPT do your work for you. Uh, all right, we'll get into that a bit later. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it's great to have you back and let's get into the Teamless Tuesday news. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that? Indeed, Lakey. Uh, I think you, you said off air your, your entire prep over the last couple of weeks all led up to your Round 18 Teamless Tuesday stuff. So I'm going to yes. throw to you. Uh, I've written down a couple of, uh, I guess, major ins and outs, but what's the talking points of uh, Round 18 in the NRL? I think the biggest one across the board is the return of JMK once again, named last mm. week, I believe, and was a late out with a shoulder injury. But he's he's been named again and from all reports should be a right to go this weekend. So he's back in. Um, his inclusion and uh, Sean O'Sullivan, I saw him come back. He's been named in the, in the seven. So um, Isaiah Katoa, Katoa sorry, survives and uh, Cody Nicarima goes back to a utility role, which um, not the worst for anyone still holding on Katoa, but obviously not the best either. He's not scoring well at all by the looks of things. So I guess he's saving more. it for round 19. He's oh, it has, to. It has to be. And then that's the only saving grace. That is, he, he is still in the starting side. Uh, he could be replaced by Cody at any stage, I would imagine, but uh, at least he's still there for the time being mm. if you need that extra number next weekend. Uh, I, the, the other big one, the biggest news I probably should have started with is this Reese Walsh conundrum that we've mm. got going on. He has been named. He's fighting things at the judiciary. It's going on as we record. Um, we're going to keep hitting refresh on that and see if we can get some updates, but they're still going up through final summations at the moment, so we won't have any news on that for the time being. I guess you've got Tristan Saylor. In the mm-hmm. in the wings, just waiting, and if he is ruled out, which I don't know, there, there seems to be some compelling arguments from his mates at the judiciary, yes, which yes. Are always it's good old <laughs> Queensland boys all got each other's backs, mate. So they're all coming in, flying from the wings to to throw in their support. 
just not his go. Just not no. his go. He's a good bloke. No, he's just calling me an F and C. That's right. That's how we talk to each other in Queensland. It just and I explained this to all the Toronto and Canadians when I was overseas. Uh, the C bomb just means mate in Australia, so we're all happy go lucky here. Absolutely. Um, other news: uh, Josh Curran goes on to an edge with uh, Murata Niakore out suspended for three weeks. So that's a little bit interesting, but I don't, like he's got a huge break even. You probably have to wait for that to come down, uh, and then it's not probably worth too worthwhile grabbing him in. Uh, all the Panthers are back, which means Zach Hoskin and Tyrone Peachy days are over um, at the. At this stage, uh, they might get another run with uh, Origin 3 just around the corner and possibly some restings after that. But for the time being, they are out of the side altogether. Uh, any- I just don't know. I don't know if you maybe not followed along Nate, uh, Ivan Cleary's post-match presser, but he kind of alluded to the fact that if it was a... I think it was because it was an interstate Origin game that he decided to rest them and that made his uh, protocol going forwards. I think... Uh, without really knowing where they're backing up from post-Origin 3, that uh, if it is in Sydney, they're probably likely to play. Maybe that's um, over-reading it, but yeah. No, oh. You're sitting at first, they can do whatever they want. Well, in saying that, the first game was in Adelaide and they all backed up, so I don't know what to read into that. Mm. Maybe Adelaide's just a new suburb of Sydney. I should actually say they can do everything they want except beat the Cowboys in Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes, you. I've heard your boys are flying at the moment. I've been waiting <laughs> for this to come up. And say it took a lot longer than I was expecting, if I'm being honest. Ah, speaking at the right time. Now, let's go on to talking about your Cowboys. Lolo has been named again after being withdrawn from last week's game with his uh, hamstring issues. He's been on the extendeds this week. I, I, I'm assuming he's going to get pulled in, providing that hamstring's okay, but it, we remain to be seen. Styles will have the late mail on that. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai is back on his, his starting edge. Uh, he's really bottomed out, Nanai, but um, with Origin next week, it's possibly worth waiting just another week so you've got the numbers for there. Um, and in his stead, uh, Fine Fuyaki, I want to say. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's um, had a couple of massive games, back-to-back tries, one against the Panthers, I believe, as you alluded to, and then last week against the Bunnies. So he's got a very healthy uh, negative break even. But um, game time is a concern with him. Yeah, it's that kind of factor, right? If he's going to be there 20, 30 minutes in the back end of the season, you're not really getting too much out of no. a short-term cash grab. So you need trades up the sleeve to do it. I really like him. Good attacking player. Oh, you, got you guys can turn him out. And that, but you've got uh, Hill and Lukey around the corner, um, who's going to come back as well. You've got Luciano and Nanai. Um, mm. I just don't know how much minutes there are for another edge back rower when all those guys are healthy. And when you've got a 65, 70-minute player in Jack Granville, uh, just yeah, ready, to right. go, ready to be unleashed anywhere on the park. Like the It's tough for these young guys to find time. Jake Granville, mm. he can come in and steal minutes from everyone. He'll be playing prop for Lolo. Oh, mate, absolutely. Put him at, put him at fullback. Yeah, yeah. Wind back the clock. Why not? Drinky, you've done enough. What's Drinky done lately? He doesn't <laughs> doesn't deserve that spot anymore. Um, elsewhere, I touched on JMK back in for the Dolphins, but um, Braden McGrady has dropped out with Tessie New coming back in. VTW is still in the side. I don't know what's happening with uh, old mate Brenko, but VTW is there for the time being. Uh, talking about my boys, anyone with Dylan Lucas who grabbed him as a cheapie has been disappointed. He's been dropped from the side altogether with the return of Lockie 
Fitzgibbon. And uh, Dane Gagai has out with a foot injury being replaced by, I don't know, Tanari. Yeah, so it doesn't do much as far as Supercoach goes. It's not a concern. Moving on, Manly. Manly's getting a heap of players back. They've got, you know, Gerbos and Burbos and Tualangis and and some other Muppets. But um, Schuster's still there at 5'8", not that he's doing much. And Garrick is getting the fullback role from now until the end of the season by the looks of things. And your boy, Sean Kepi, doesn't exist no more. Doesn't exit well in the 22 jersey, but he's done yeah, his yeah. job. I've liked him in the buy rounds. He was okay. And, uh, you know, not eight year nightmare scenario, but strange to see him dropped. I thought he was, um, I mean, Manly haven't been going great, but not one of their worst players. Um, but just a quick Burbo trivia. I love doing it. But how many uh, how many owners do you reckon he's got at this point in time? Oh, Burbo, he's always higher up than I expect. I reckon he's got 5,000. Oh, he's got 10,000. Oh, cool. no idea how many of these still exist, but a good 20, 30 points off the pine. Is that just what the doctor ordered for? Oh, perfect. Well, you remember that time he came in on an edge and dropped a, close to a ton or something and everyone grabbed him in, then he was dead again. This is mm. classic Travojevich. There's a shortage of uh, turbos in their side now with one going down, so Burbo needs to step up. But um, doesn't doesn't even play round nineteen. So there you go. Nah. If you've still got him, this is uh, this is tears. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Joseph Suwali is back in for the Chooks, and he pushes. I want to say Ponga out. Ponga. Ponga. Yep. Um, so he was a mid-season cheapy option, and he's now back into the extendeds. Uh, Nat Butcher is in the extendeds at the moment, but coming back from a concussion layoff. I believe, and his brother Egan Butcher is out with the concussion at the moment. So, Satili Tupanua and Angus Crichton also out for the Chooks for extended periods. Tupanua's season might be done, as I understand it. He's going for surgery on a, a nerve issue. I think, I don't know if you, I'm sure you can hear this annoying, yappy little dog in the background, <laughs> but it, maybe we're just not talking about the Bulldogs. I don't know. She's just anxious to hear about how, the, how another of our stellar NRL sides is going. Yep. Uh, that, if we talk about the Bulldogs, we'll go on to that. Uh, Matty Burton is back. He missed the last uh, – they had the bye last weekend and he missed the weekend before that, the loss against the Sharks because he was 18th man for origin. So he comes back in and uh, so does Harrison Edwards. Raymond Fatella mariner has been named in the extended reserves for them after getting through uh, reserve grade last weekend in his return game. And um, also back in is uh, Josh Adokar. The Fox. The the Fox so basically, they're untouchable for Supercoach. Yes. Yes. Yep. I wouldn't go anywhere near him at the moment. Matty Burton, to me, is a little bit interesting, but we'll talk about him a bit later. Anything else in teamless news? Um, uh, let me find our list that we've got. Uh, Richie Kenner, he's coming into his third game for the Bunnies, is he? Mm. Uh, so he's got uh, a negative break-in. He's had three. I think had three, three was last week. So he's okay. up to 330K. He's yep. still got negative five break-even. So he looked – I think he, a lot of Bunnies fans don't like him. Uh, no, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that sort of pops in here and there and puts in a couple of good scores and then goes missing again. Um, I'm not even sure who he's replacing on the right wing for the Bunnies at the moment. So, I mean – it. Anyone could come back at any time, I suppose, and maybe it's a, a Latrell thing pushing people mm. around. But don't know. He's he's got the spot for the time being, and and isn't the worst cash grab, I suppose, because if he does drop out, he's not going to be an AE. 
issue for you. And the other ones that we got, we're talking about the Tigers. You've got a couple of boys playing uh, shared hooking roles for the Tigers in Simkin and to Silver. But um, again, Appy with a jaw injury is returning in round 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. So it's only a couple more weeks. Getting these guys probably doesn't do too much for you, except that they'll play the next couple of weeks while um, through the buys. It's a really tough position. I don't know about you. I've I've been running Robbo and JMK, who had one good week for me and then proceeds to get like a 20, go off at halftime and then miss the next two games. But it is a really tough position to to nail down uh, so far this year because you got Grant, uh, top, of the pro- top of the hookers, I guess, in Origin. you got Cook in Origin. It's a really weird one. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether you just run even, with it cheaply. Even that, you had Appy in Origin 1, Cook in Origin mm. 2. Um, so and and Robson in Origin too as well, like it just seems to be at, at any stage any of these top guys could be out of the side for various reasons. Um, you're right though, like I, I've been, had Grant and Robson as my hooking combination for the time being. I decided to go with Robson over JMK a couple of weeks ago just to see me for, through those first two big buy rounds, which seems to have backfired anyway mm. um, with him being selected for Origin, but. Um, yeah, my my ultimate aim was to move on to JMK sort of this week, next week, um, yep. with Robson on the buy. So hopefully JMK gets back and I can and keep that strategy in play. I think ultimately if you've got two good hookers on their day, I guess, carry them through for the rest of the year because I wouldn't be risking it with Simkin at this stage just because no. we've seen you know, with buys and with injuries and restings and all that kind of stuff, if you want to avoid an AE issue, uh, it's best to have two pretty quality guys there. So absolutely, negative break even. Agree. He yeah. does have a nice negative break even, and uh, the only reason I would be seriously looking at him if I was still carrying Sonny Luke. Um, so you know, spend oh, the extra hundred ninety k or whatever it is to go up to Simkin and and try and um, slingshot yourself up to a better option in a couple of weeks. Yep. 100%. Um, all right, before we go to a break, how about we move one of the segments up a little bit here, and that's yeah, captains, and, captains and vices. Uh, I thought at the start of the, the week I had a pretty easy play, and that was to pick uh, Nico Hines, straight yep. captain on Thursday night. Never like doing it, but yeah. in a in a decently full week, only the para side have to buy. Uh, risk that guys like Mawali and, and that stink up your side if you do go the loop route. So is it the time to use Nico straight C? I will be. I cannot mm. go past him. I said it in my post this week. Um, that it's just the Dragons are a mess. We saw what the Warriors did to him last week. SJ went bananas for 112. I mean, he's flying at the moment anyway, but um, plays that same right half position that Nico plays, plays a very similar role. He's a goal-kicking half, all the same things. They're, they're practically the same beautiful person in different mm. sides. So Nico could go massive this week based on what the Dragons are putting up. And then I looked into it a little bit further. Nico scored 180 on St. George in round four when he returned this year. It's the highest supercoach score of the season. Nico dropped it earlier this year. And his previous games against them have been ridiculous. He's He always destroys them. He had that 182, I think, was in Magic yep. Round when... Um, Pappy got his head taken off. And then last year he had a 124 and 112 against him. So it's almost like an 100 score is his floor for mm. a, a Dragons game. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm going straight C on, on Nico Hines. 
and I mean, they had the buy last round. We've seen so far this year that that kind of helps freshen them up. He's obviously not been heavily involved in Origin with all the contention around that. But yeah, you just got to think the Dragons with all the mess going on there. Their minds aren't on it. They're off. They're dead last. So yeah. at, at home, uh, Cronulla surely canter at home. And even just the the game before against the Dogs where he scored 129, I still didn't think he was at his best, um, yeah. being the astute judge that I am. But he just still looked like he had a lot of points in the in the bag. And whether he was overplaying his hand because of the whole origin stuff, he was just doing enough uh, to rack up super coach points. So you just think uh, for the Sharkies, not a slump by any means, but not playing at their best, this could be a, a real big trigger. Oh, so, absolutely. This could absolutely turn around their season. As you said, they're not putting huge wins on the board. They, they did destroy the Dogs a couple of weeks ago, as you said. But... Nico could score 50-odd in goal kicks alone this week. Mm. If they put on a massive score, then, then he's every chance of going 150 again. Only counterpoint to that, and the only other real option that I can see that's probably in a fair few sides is Val Holmes. Uh, Cowboy, mm-hmm. who I've actually just brought in myself, but Cowboy Val and dry track up against the Tigers, who... I don't. Yep, the sixty-point game still pretty fresh in my mind. It's <laughs> in the in the players as well. The Tigers running second last. Uh, surely Cannon fodder for the resurgent cows and Val kicking thirty goals. Uh, I mean, hope so. If, they have been playing some good footy lately. I will give them that. And Val, what scored in Origin and then three days later scored a double against the Bunnies last week. So he mm. seems to be hitting form as well. So I wouldn't go. I wouldn't turn my nose up at that one at all. Is that the way you're going to go? I kind of want to de-risk it a little bit and go against the uh, the crowd. I mean, I've got I mentioned Moali, but I'm sure many other people have got uh, you know options like him that'll score twenty or thirty if you have to loop. But I kind of just think if you know for whatever reason Hines can't get going, you've at least got that insurance play. But uh, then you don't have to worry about loop and it's all that. It's a real I don't I don't know. Find it a toss of the coin. So I might even leave it up till Thursday night. The weather looks good in both yeah. Sydney and Townsville. So nothing really there that could sway me. And, I mean, they're both bas- well, Dragons more so, the absolute basket case. So logic says high and straight C, but the cowboy in me uh, says, says Uncle Val. So anyway, we'll uh, leave it to, to Thursday night. Uh, any other left field ones, if for whatever reason oh, you didn't well, have Hines? Or- I won't say left field, but uh, Davey Fafita, oh, yeah. still not an owner. I am not. 140 well, break even, you definitely won't get that. Well, maybe, maybe. Like, <laughs> let's look at his last scores. Uh, since round nine, he's gone 114, 100, 111, Ugh. 116, 16 when he backed up from Origin 1 and then 121 last week. So the, the man is absolutely flying. He's throwing out tons for fun. Mm, yeah, it, uh, it's not fun to watch. But <laughs> when he scored against the Broncos, actually, on him, on him 100%, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> Keep doing that, Davey boy. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree, absolute option there. And if only he wasn't playing Origin because he's got the fins, uh, the Titans Ooh. have the fins the week after. So, uh, yeah, I like it. I think play safe this week. Um, you have a couple of really juicy options there if you do own all right, let's get into a quick break and then we'll come back with uh, some options there to hopefully carry you up the ladder a little bit. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, get 30, to get 20 20, 20 get 20 20, get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know how I've never used that absolute belter. <laughs> Lawless execution on that one. <laughs> I mean, firstly, got Crete, you got take. Can you take me hot? Like, honestly, what an absolute mm. tune. And it's making a resurgence. I don't know if you're following along all the TikToks and the Instagrams, or maybe Sorry, it's just my it's algorithm. A bit younger than my <laughs> t- taste, unfortunately. <laughs> but Creed and Nickelback and all these all these bands seem to be making a um a late season resurgence, much like the Cowboys. So uh, Ken mate, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I saw a, a post or a, a video somewhere that said that all of the music that I used to listen to it played a good five or six songs and then now considered dad rock and I went, That that hurts. Nothing wrong with that. No, Would you consider Creed 1990 or maybe that was 2000? No, I think it was 99. Would you consider that dad rock? Yeah, mate. That's say that's almost 30 years ago. Oh, jeez. <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, do not remind me the big 3-0 now. But, yeah, much like uh, Scott's tab, we can try and take you higher here because we got some trade-ins and outs. Uh, maybe prefacing all of that before we get into how much we can take you higher, is this a week to hold? If you have have, uh, no burning uh, holes in your side, we might talk about a couple of them, and you you don't have that many trades up the sleeve, is it best to just wait and see how Origin plays out, how uh, some of these guns drop in price or or whatever? Is it worth just holding fire? Seems to be an okay round to do it. Yeah, Hmm. I think so. This is a good week for it. Again, look ahead to next week. If you don't have the 13 that we require for next week, maybe make some plans heading towards that, Uh, keeping in mind that the week after that can be a little bit tricky with the three teams following on from the six uh, that are out next week. But um, 
yeah, it, it seems like a very good week to hold. A lot of people, um, you know, have gone heavy on Parramatta. Yep. But, um, so they'll be missing a couple of people, but you, you, more than more, more than everybody else will be um, fielding a seventeen this week without too much issue. I would uh, hazard a guess. So could be a good week to hold and that's what i was looking at earlier on before this uh jmk news came back mm-hmm. so um yeah definitely definitely a good week to hold in my opinion yep and not a lot of uh huge players coming in to play round 19 uh i've listed a couple of them out who are in origin frame and uh some that won't even play uh next week but yeah it doesn't seem uh if you can hold fire and i know the the trigger finger tends to get pretty itchy at this time of week if you can hold fire, it's probably not a bad one just to keep uh, the trades up for a real emergency. Just having a look ahead, round 20, as you mentioned, Dragons, Rabbitohs, Raiders. So Dragons and Raiders, probably not overly. No, but if you've got Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, AJ, Kaloa Matangi, if you've got uh, you know, a heavy yep. Rabbitohs contingent, I guess maybe be a little bit wary. But, um, yeah, if you don't, you could probably um, yeah go ahead worry-free for the next couple of rounds. Uh, but anyway, we just talked about how good it is to hold. So let's talk about some options and maybe, uh, yeah, get that trigger released. Uh, I've got a couple up the top here in terms of outs. A lot of people moving the or this guy on Josh Schuster in the news yep. this week for the whole schmozzle with Luke Brooks coming. He's no longer going to be uh, the first choice 5'8". He's going to move back to second row, but not from this week. I thought there might have been a, a case to push him back to second row and and I thought that that could be an interesting play for Supercoach, but... He's gonna stink it up in the number six for the foreseeable. So, what are you? Are you an owner? I am an owner, and I'm absolutely mm. looking to move him on. Um, yep. He's a guy that, uh, and similar to Katoa, if they're in the five eight position, you got these in the five eight position. I think it's a spot to go up. You have to move them up to a gun. Um, but who that is at the moment is a bit tricky. Um, with Schuster at second row, there's a few more options open at the moment. But as you, you mentioned, a lot of guys are either missing next week or on origin or something like that. So mm. it's a bit of a tricky week for it, regardless of whether what you want to punt him or not. Mm. I'm actually going to go and make a pretty bold call here. I reckon Schuster beats his break even a 68 this week against Ooh. the Roosters. Yeah, uh, the Schuster are in a bit disarray. So Back I can see that happening. It could be his one game where he actually pulls something out and makes things worthwhile, the, the second of the year. Mate, so, honestly, super coach, how often does it teach us that lesson? Oh, Everyone makes the safe move, easy move. He's been terrible. Absolutely. He'll be useless, and then he'll go and drop a ton, and then we go, you, you absolute uh, so-and-so, you know, yep. Reese Walsh style. So I, think I, I, can just see it. I can just see it. So... Actually, made the call. I've got I've got both him and Sean Kepi, who, as we said at the start, is uh, in the twenty two jerseys. Is he out of the side completely? I've moved him on, basically the same price. Uh, Kepi, I guess less risky because he's not playing, won't move anywhere in price where it's just could. But I made the call. Uh, he's a warm body in my side. Uh, I'm not going to play him, but I'll just hang on to him just in case something. He's signed the new deal. Uh, you know, the, the future's ironed out. If he moves to second row, it'll improve him. But I don't know. I just see him as a bit of an X factor. And Manly have a decent run home, like in terms yeah. of playing some real, you know, shitty teams. So I, th- I think the Dogs and Tigers to close the year out. I mean, who knows what that could be. But, you know, just holding him there for matchups and, and necessity. But the, the first thing I did when I opened the app on lockout, post lockout, was boot him. Because yeah. obviously the, the 20 is. is oh, you've got to do it for your mental health. Um, yes. So I felt great. Yeah. Yep. 
reversed it th- this afternoon and, and did uh, did Kepi instead. So I'm just keeping the shoe around, and I reckon he's going to go 70 plus this week just to uh, really stick it in the crawl because that's what people do. That's what these guys do. Stink it up for you while you got them and uh, go to town when you don't. So, uh, yeah, I think either way, merit to uh, holding and punting. What about yeah, Rudy say, Listen, on, on Schuster, just before we move off, it, it, he is a guy that I'm probably holding as well because, as I said, it's a week to hold traits, but um, mm. he's definitely on the chopping block for me. On Garrick, as you just mentioned, um, huge break even this week, pushing up towards 180. Um, yep. But for me, he's a hold. Goal kicking, fullbacks are... Um, uh, just absolutely gold in this game. Uh, I know Manly is also, you know, struggling at the moment, and are they going to put points on and whatnot? Um, they got a few troops back this week, as I mentioned. That's getting their starting seventeen closer to being healthy. Obviously, no turbo there hurts that. But Garrick has been massive this in the fullback position. He averages over seventy points over the last three years when he's filling in back there. So. Um, obviously, all those are without Turbo anyways. Uh, I, I still think he can have a good run and be a solid contributor to your center wings on the run home. Yep, 100% agreed. He got a 62 in a pretty down game without a try uh, last round. It was a pretty ordinary effort by Manly, all things considered, and he still scores 60. So ignore the break even. Uh, it's a popular one. I can't even justify it if you've got trades. So because He's got the Roosters this week who are in all sorts. Yep. Uh, Cow's coming off origin. The week after that, both at home, decent, um, decent record there, obviously. So, you know, ignore the the break even; it doesn't actually impact unless you sell. So, I'm with you. I think Garrick, uh, yeah, don't rage trade. Hold him for the run home. There's going to be some pretty good matchups. Uh, speaking of easy sells, uh, we mentioned a couple of guys, but Zach Hosking. So, yeah. had a brief uh, revival last round. He was named in 18, got onto the field when Liam Martin didn't make it back, but. Uh, he is now out of the side on the extendeds, and I think his time's up. So I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he appears to be a fair way down the order now. Um, it was always between him and Sorensen, wasn't it? Um, mm. When all the guys were out, and now that they're coming back, Sorensen's been given the tick, and Hoskins back in reserve grade. And same can be said for Tyrone Peachy. Really, he's there just to cover centre wings when they're out or injured or suspended. So um, it's probably a good time to move both those guys on. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, the only thing is, though, I mean, I guess we said it with um, with Schuster and that, but good week to hold even better for Hosking because he's not going to go anywhere in price. So if you don't have anyone you really want to strike on this round and you want to just save it for round 19, an X-Factor kind of play, once Origin's settled, say Kaloa Matangi, uh, you hold off on him and just make sure he's not in the Origin side, a move like that could be pretty good. So rather than pulling the trigger this round, but I think, and I'll, I'll throw to you as well to see what you reckon. If you were going to uh, bump him up to someone of sort of comparable price, not a Fafita, I'd go Britton Nakora. Uh, uh, Britton Nakora of- was the one that was just on the tip of my tongue. So yep. he's an absolutely uh, fantastic pick. If you got a little bit of extra dollars in the bank, you could go someone like uh, Jermaine Hopgood um, for the Eels, potentially. Uh, Koloa Matangi is interesting, but as you said, he misses round 20. Not too many other options about Fafida, as you mentioned, but he won't be there through Origin. Um, mm. He's obviously top of the pops. So, um, yeah, definitely a guy like uh, like a Kaloa Matangi if he's there or a, um, a Britain Nakora. 
sort of was the mm. local one. And I suppose for the Tigers, you've got Johnny Bateman and um, Papali'i around who are doing a job. Uh, yep. All their buys have been done now, so that's all a clean run home for those guys. You don't have to worry about them missing any more games too. Yeah, what, what about Ice or, or Papali'i? Uh, I mean, Bateman, I went on him a couple of rounds ago, pretty happy with that call. But probably is he just waiting to, to kick on? He hasn't yet. So I'm, I'm not sure how to uh, what to read there. He's, a, has a pretty... he's He's been doing well without being, you know, what he was at Parramatta. He, he's sort of po- poking around the low 60s, high 50s most weeks. He got his season high of 82 last weekend um, against Melbourne of all games, but um, I, I think he's probably, you know, he, he won't be what he was last year. Um, he's got a lot of sharing with uh, Johnny Bateman there playing lock now, who's who's playing all over the field. So, you know, I, I think he's probably topping her out at around a 60-65 most weeks. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, the, the name for the, the game over the next 10 weeks or so is, I reckon, Guns or Nuffs almost. So yeah. a guy like Isaiah Papali with too many 50s floating in the average or in the scoreline so far this season is probably not it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. And I think there's just too many other better options that you mm. can get on the run home. You want to go for guys that can, you know, bang out a, a 120 on any given week. Someone like a Koloa Matangi or um, the Guok. Amali Lakuatu. Yep. So those guys are firmly on my radar uh, well before Papali. Talk about Guac, because I know Hamoli, because you've uh, mentioned him in your article yep. today. You are pretty keen on him. What's the reasoning? Very, very. He's he's bottomed out. He's been carrying a bit of a leg injury for most of the year, uh, I believe, and seems to have been got, gotten over that. He, he posted again his season high last weekend. And. Um, I just went and had a bit of a look in at some of the uh, stats that he's played with or without Trebojevic. And, and last year, he averaged 53 with Turbo in the side. But when Turbo was out of the side, uh, the ball went to Guac a lot more and he scored 72 points per game. So without Turbo on the run home, I'm thinking they possibly uh, target him as a, a strike weapon on the right edge, and he can get back to put in a few uh, f- offensive scores back to back, and and really come home strong. I'm a big fan. Yeah, at a decent price too, five fifty-two k. Admittedly, we just talked about Papali at the same sort of range, and not to go him. But do you see him as Olakwadu as a guy that can uh, rise from the fallen gun position more so yes. than Papali? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I would absolutely, I'd very much targeting uh, Olakuatu over a Papali'i type. The only problem with that is that he misses next week in the big buy yep. round. Um, he has a break even of fifty five, so even if he does score another eighty odd this week, he's not going to rise in price too much. You can get him for around five fifty, five sixty next. Well, round twenty. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what, exactly where I'll be targeting him. Quick one to throw to you, Jacob Preston, run home player or not? Uh, I think a depth piece. He's He is still in my side. Um, he's not someone I've really toyed with trading out because I think if I can get some other guys around him, he'll provide some valuable depth on the way home um, yeah. as a play if needed type player. He, he's a, a similar to Papali'i, I suppose. He, he's sort of scoring 60s most weeks without putting a massive score on. He's, he's done that once this year and really... Been solid every other game without being spectacular. 
Yep. No, I'm pretty high on him. Uh, I traded Wilton out over him a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I think Preston for what he can do. Uh, a lot of daytime games. I did a stat uh, or did a quick look over a couple of weeks ago just to what the dogs run home looks like. And I think almost all of their games are in the daytime. So we know tired bodies at the end of the year tend to open up defensive lines a little bit more and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I like him um, definitely as a depth play. And we know injuries strike. So, you know, you get to round 26, 27, and you've got some injuries to your key forwards for feeder or whatever. Uh, a guy like Preston easily fits into your sides. So you're not worrying at all. So in terms of playing every single week, maybe not, but definitely more than comfortable to keep him in the side. Uh, even if, I guess, kick out comes back, I'm not sure how that all will fit into the rotation, but can easily wait and see. On yeah, well, no, so I think Preston plays on the left and Kikau was playing on the right, if I believe. Mm. Um, so they played a couple of games together at the start of the year where they were both there. But, uh, I, again, they've got to fit guys like uh, RFM and um, Harrison Edwards in now who's been playing bit parts. So they're all sort of coming back. It will be interesting to see what a, sort of rotation they've got, but, Definitely, he's a hold for me until proven otherwise. Yep. I'm going to turn the attention now to mid-range center wings. So I've got a stack of them. Uh, I've been slowly getting rid of them. Uh, I've had Paul Alamotti for a long, long time. Uh, thankfully, got rid of him last week, so no doubt he'll uh, turn up in round 19. But uh, Sunir Taruva for the Panthers, so doesn't play round 19, but does have the fins and dogs coming up with the uh, full-strength contingent back for Penrith. So a little bit worried about uh, consider- or moving him on this round. Uh, Cam Pereira, a lot of people still have him. Not sure if they're dead teams, but uh, he looks like he can go turn it on on a good day. Kiraz, uh, slowly coming back from that injury. Uh, and then finally, another one I've just listed down, uh, Sueli as a mm. winger, 390k. Pretty disappointing at centre so far this season. But we're talking about guns and nuffs. Is there merit to uh, keeping these guys that I've mentioned there in your side or is it time to start gunning up, trading down, gunning up? Uh, it's a weird position, the centre wing, because you can go absolutely gun up and like even guys like Toto have been struggling at times this year. So, hmm. um, you know, these guys can do a job. Maybe it's... If you've got them as your sixth center wing, um, it'd be worth holding on to them just as, again, a plug-and-play or an injury cover if you need it. But, um, you know, seventh center wing, if you're still carrying guys like this with a, a fully stacked um, center wing position, then, you know, nuff them out and get some cash to upgrade the other one per yep. se, you know. Um, Taruva is an interesting one because he's absolutely his work rate is phenomenal um, when he gets going and he he's, puts his hand up and he runs and tackles and, and all that other stuff but the unfortunate thing with him is he's either playing outside Pichu or he's playing outside Tungo and, and both of them are glue hands neither of them want to pass yep. to their left so he's, uh, his scoring is limited by that I believe and, and Karaz is in a similar boat Avarillo loves to step off his right and go back inside so um, those sorts of guys, I, I think, are worth holding, but temper expectations on them. Um, Alamortis and AKPs, I, I think, it, it time to upgrade them. Yep. I mean, I think Taruva, I've got him, so I've actually made a move to, to get rid of him and gun up to, to Val this week. So, yep. I mean, I, that the games against Finns and Dogs, I mean, he's had pretty good matchups uh, throughout the year, but just hasn't had the attacking ball because, as you've said, he's got glue hand centers inside of him. But yeah, um, he's 520-odd K, so he's a pretty easy flip-up 
yeah. if, you, if you trade down. We'll talk about a couple of enough options. But, yeah, I think uh, now's the time over the next few rounds to start jettisoning these guys because having a look at some of the uh, performers in the centre wing so far, you've got Osaka, you've got Campbell Graham, Garrick Holmes, um, you know, Meany, Mulatalo, CNK, AJ, like there's a stack of players there who are in that six, seven hundred, eight hundred k mark who will kill you in the run home yep. if you don't own. So I mean, these guys are might bump out a couple of nice price rises, but I think it's crucial to to look at points um, over cash over the next few weeks. So starting to get rid of these guys, and it's feeling pretty good, Sorry, mate. You didn't mention the best of the best of them. That's Greg Marju. <laughs> so, well, I figured that he's just in every single side. Yeah, it should be. Is he- like two hit ups a, a set, it's yeah. unbelievable. Like, yeah, the, he's the playing as a, a you know sixth forward for the Knights. He does mm. everything. He's, it's really fun to watch as a Knights. No fan. wonder he's uh, too tired to make the bus on time. Like honestly, cut into the slack. Exactly right. Jesus Christ! So you'll get to the end of the year and he'll be um yeah sick in the bathrooms or something. Have to have the O'Brien's absolutely cutting him because he's been carrying the side all all year and needs a bit of a break. So surely he just throws out, oh, I just bought my first house and I was a bit overwhelmed and got a bit too excited. Had a bad hot dog. What did Ponga say last year? Yeah, just that's exactly right. It was just a mate helping a mate. <laughs> Don't worry. And who was it last year? Nari Koala. Same deal. Should have waited. <laughs> Should have waited till you heard what Ponga's excuses were. But anyway, no. How good's Greg? Mark? But uh, anyhow, Origin Guns, moving away from center wings. I've got a couple of names down here. We're talking about points over uh, cash and that kind of thing. But these are names that uh, will hurt you. I don't. I think not owning them maybe this round and beyond. Dave Fafita, we've spoken about him. Huge break even. So I guess a comfortable avoid this week if you can. But, geez, like as you've said, five or six tons in his last seven games. It's unreal. Yeah. Mrs. Round it's, 19, it's, he's one of those guys that if you don't have him now, um, just wait a week. You know, he might score another ton, but he'll lose a little bit of cash and then he misses next week and then possibly rest the week after. So worthwhile waiting on him. Um, if you do have him, yep, hold. He's just a hold either way. Um, yep. Because he's, he's, so it's, it's not worth trading him out for the sake of saving 30K or something if he, he puts up a good score. I think my rule for next year is just pick this guy from round one. I'm so sick of every year I do this. Every year. I have to sit well, back and watch. Last year he was rubbish. And <laughs> yeah, so no, one, actually. no <laughs> one picked him this year based on that, and he's killing it. So. Yeah, uh, uh, classic super coach. Uh, Care Munster. A lot of people trading him in. Uh, somewhat surprised to see that. I think people made the move last week and hopefully checked uh, team list news with Stasi to, to see that he was out, but a lot of people jumped on money. Didn't make it into the side post-Caxton hangover, but break-even of 56. Game against, uh, uh, who is it? Is it uh, Penrith down in Melbourne this week? Yeah. So pretty tough matchup. I, same with Fafita, would just be holding fire. I expect are you, to back um, up. Are you superstitious at all, Justin? I'm not. Uh, I get, no, not really, but why no. should I be? Oh, he's Munster's coming up against Penrith um, at 666K. Oh. So, well, it just could be a bit of a devil game for him and could be a struggle. So, and then misses next week. I think uh, if I didn't own him, I'm, I'm sitting off and watching this week. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, could be fireworks. I'm looking forward to seeing the matchup. Storm, uh, maybe a bounce back game for them last round. So, keen to see how they go against the competition favorites. Val Holmes, uh, I've traded him in this round, break even of 11, 756K. The matchup against the Tigers, I'm sick of watching him as a Cows fan stroll over for huge points and not be on it. Yeah. So 
bided my time far too long. I'm keen for immediate results for this one here. So, uh, big Unky Val, welcome to the side. Anyone That's else from great Origin? Great, going to say Val's really turned it around. Um, Origin boys, no, I'm still. You know, you can hear me clicking around in the background. I keep refreshing on this page to see what's happening with uh, Reese Walsh, but um, it's it's just a jaunt now to go and make some decisions. So we'll see if it happens before the end of the podcast. But uh, no, not really. I don't think there's anyone that really jumps out at me as far as a uh, origin gun goes that I have to get in. On the other side of things, uh, like a James Tedesco who is playing origin and is absolutely trash at the Ugh. moment, I think he can be moved on pretty quickly. Um, if you still have him, I don't think it's worthwhile persisting with him the way he's playing and the way the Roosters are playing. Just back onto the Reese Walsh thing. I always love when you, you follow these judiciary stories along and you see the random people they've got on the judiciary. How's Tony Pulitua and ex-referee <laughs> Sean Hampstead fronting? I mean, it's not quite Dallas Johnson and Sean Garlic or whoever the hell else they put. I've always loved when I see Dallas Johnson, the man with a thousand head knocks. <laughs> say, there, there must be just some sort of like old boys group chat where they just go, anybody free on Tuesday? <laughs> it's a hundred bucks and you get a Garlo's mean pie <laughs> for, your, for your troubles. But it's on, it's hilarious because they get these QCs in in front of them. They start talking all this legal jargon. Yeah. I just can't imagine. The players are, uh, yeah, they might be befuddled. Maybe that's why so many players get off on at this judiciary, just the legal yeah, militia. Yeah, Tony Porter anyway. was there like, I've heard way worse. <laughs> yeah, he's a good bloke. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Nuffs, uh, just around this whole thing out here. So Nuffs, we're talking about players who won't uh, play for the rest of the year, fingers crossed. It doesn't always work out that way. But guys that safely will not come into the side and ruin your, your week with a 15 or something off the bench. So you're trying to look at guys who are not going to play, might be injured, might be in sides with pretty stacked forward packs. Uh, I've picked a couple of them out just to, if you are looking at downgrades, as we've sp- spoken about, these could be the options, preferably dual positioning. So we've got three of them. Miles Martin, front row, second row from Newey, bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. Anything about this guy? Uh, I, I heard he's a talent, but he's a fair way off. So he's pretty safe to grab if need be. Um, I don't yep. think he's going to be coming in anytime soon. Jack Howarth, uh, second row, center wing. It's always fun flexibility for the Storm. Yeah, it is, but just on Howarth has always sort of been mentioned as... Mm could be close to, you know, the next man up sort of thing. Don't think he's any real risk of coming in, but you just don't know. Um, he's always touted every year and he's always floating around in teams. So who knows? Maybe he gets a couple of runs at the back end of the year if the Storm have wrapped up finals early. Yeah, uh, that could be a danger. So he, uh, I think, is playing in, in New South Wales Cup. Had a quick squeeze. Can't see anything immediately, but... Uh, suspect he might not be that far away. And Viliami Fafita for St. George, he's second row, front row as well, has occasionally been named in the extended reserves. So given how bad the Dragons are, he could get a call up. So uh, another risky, I guess, kind of option there. But I think out of the three, I'd be going a guy like Miles Martin, good front yeah. row, second row flexibility. Yeah, I think so. Way down. There's yeah. another bloke by the name of Bailey Hodgson that plays for the Knights who's injured at the moment, fullback center wing eligibility. So... Look for those guys that have been struck out through injury. You know they're not going to come in and ruin your weekend. Yep, absolutely. Uh, finally, low break evens. Uh, how's Tao Monga 
Third oh. game this this year. He's been stuck on a negative 44 break even for months while he's been off injured. Finally gets a, a return. He's 494K. How's <laughs> the short-term price grab on this guy? Oh, he's going to go flying. But they say mm. very expensive man to get in. Very terrible team to get him from. He yep. scored a 111 in the game he got hurt, and he scored a 98 the week before that. He's just not going to do that every week. He's not going to do that again. I would put solid money on it. So very short-term um, gain sort of thing and before you'll be wanting to get him back out again. I mean, if you've fallen asleep at the wheel and you've still got 20-something trades up your sleeve, why not? Why not get, yeah. him, get him in for round 18 and 19? <laughs> you, might, you, know, you just never know. Uh, the ageless veteran goes on a, a rampage. We've seen it all before. So Monga. If you, for whatever reason, got trades, go for it, I reckon. Sanded Smith, negative 42 break even for the uh, for the Roosters. Again, speaking about terrible teams, 274K plays a pretty good game. I've liked watching him so far. He's getting pretty heavily involved. Only issue is I don't know what the Roosters are, are doing. There's talk of, well, it's coming out of Buzz Rothfield's wine-soaked mouth, but the uh, move to 5.8, you got Joey Manu there, like... Uh, yeah. Sam Walker seemingly nowhere to be seen. But... Uh, Sam Walker's due back next week, I believe. So I wouldn't be going near Sen and Smith. I think it'd be a very short-term grab. Yep, and doesn't play uh, round nine, or the Roosters don't play round nineteen. So you're kind of missing out on that there. Good point, so yeah. Uh, yeah, he's kind of the only only one there. Jack Simkin, we kind of spoke about negative twenty six break even, but timeshare with um, uh, the other guy from the Tigers. Apologies for my memory, but the silver, and the silver. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but welcome. yeah. Hooker's just a, a you know, wasteland for Supercoach scoring this year. So uh, if you're just desperate for numbers for next week, sure. But otherwise, save the trade. Yes, agreed. Final words of wisdom, mate. Anything you learned in Portugal you want to share? Any jokes, oh, actually? Any no. intercontinental jokes? No, no jokes except for my love life, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, no, it's, it's good to be back on had a great time, but I can't wait to get stuck into some footy this weekend and actually start counting some points over again. It's nothing like sitting down with a cold beer and, and counting tackles because your players are getting one extra point each set. Oh, what a fun world we live in, mate. It's actually always funny when you talk to people about fantasy football that they just don't get it. You no. just, well, whatever. You know, if you're not counting tackles, where's the fun? It's exactly the fun right. living and dying by a, a, a round 27 Bulldogs Tigers blockbuster. That's exactly right. They've said that nothing has helped the NRL more than nerds playing fantasy football and counting stats. So, because uh, nowadays we watch every single game. We do. Why else would you do it other than the love of rugby league? Thank you very much, Lake. It's great to have you back. You it is refreshed? good to be back. I hope work doesn't break you. Uh, I know the public sector tends to do it, but I hope for now they're, they're nice to you and you can ease back into it. I mean, you were straight away with your article today, so clearly... <laughs> You've managed right. to work life balance yeah. a little bit a little well. Working from home on a Monday really helps that out, mate. So I've mm. managed to sort that out perfectly. There you go. All right, it's gonna be a fun little run into the end of the year. So looking forward to having you on the pod next week and beyond. Lakey, all the best and catch you next week. Thanks, bud.
Creeps. <laughs> Just a remix of the two. <laughs> Perfect. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.